Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 6th of February. We're beginning another week and we're continuing our series in Matthew's Gospel. I can't say it enough and I know I've said it every time but we're looking at Jesus the King and we're looking at how Matthew tells us about the Kingdom of Heaven and once again today as we read through our passage we're going to hear about the Kingdom being mentioned and what Matthew tells us about the Kingdom. On Friday, we had the parable of the vineyard workers. And that was a parable telling us how we all enter into the kingdom of heaven equally, whether we have lived all our lives for Christ or whether we commit to him at the last moment, we all enter into the kingdom equally. And today in the second half of chapter 20, Matthew tells us about the mother of Zebedee's sons. There are a couple of other little passages as well. We're going to read about Jesus predicting his death for the third time in Matthew's gospel. We're also going to read about two blind men receiving sight. But the passage that we want to focus upon is the mother of Zebedee's sons at coming to Jesus and ask, making a special request about her two sons, at James and John. Now, she's described here as the mother of Zebedee's sons. Probably Salome, as she's mentioned in some of the other Gospels, and it's quite likely that she is Mary's sister. And that would make James and John cousins of Jesus. So whenever she comes making this request to Jesus, she's coming as a member of the family, seeking the special recognition for her two sons, who she feels are have the special connection with Jesus and therefore could have the special place in the kingdom. And here we see a clash of the two kingdoms. We see that we have the kingdom of heaven and we also have the earthly kingdom as well. And Salome here recognises Jesus as the Masonic king, the messianic king, but she wants to use her earthly attachment in the earthly kingdom as leverage over the kingdom that's to come. Now, whenever she asks for this special position for James and John to be at uh, either side of Jesus whenever uh, he enters into his kingdom, Jesus then talks about the cup that they will have to drink. Can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? And they say, we can. And this cup that Jesus is talking about is, I suppose, the cup of divine destiny, as it were, that a king has a cup, a king has a cup bearer. And you, you drink that cup, whatever comes your way, whenever you become king, you, you can't necessarily decide what's coming. And this cup that Jesus is presenting to James and John is either a cup of blessing or a cup of disaster. It's either a cup of salvation or a cup of wrath. And what we realise is that they say they can drink the cup and Jesus says you will drink of the cup. They're not promised the special possessions in the kingdom. That's not for Jesus to offer. But we find out that both James and John do end up drinking a cup of suffering. James is martyred. You can go and read about that in Acts chapter 12. Uh, and at the very beginning, verse 2, uh, Herod has James put to death. 
And then we know of John, who was exiled to the island of Patmos. And there he received the vision of heaven that he uh, wrote down in the book of Revelation. So both James and John do drink of this cup that they willingly accept from Jesus at this time. Now, the disciples are not pleased with what takes place. Uh, As far as they're concerned, they are all equal. And here were two of the disciples trying to use their family ties to their advantage to say that they were more important than the rest of the disciples. So whenever we read a passage like this, we have to look at ourselves and make sure that we don't have a sin of entitlement or a sin of pride or or favoritism that we allow to creep into uh, the kingdom. Jesus here tells us quite clearly that he doesn't have favourites, that whenever it comes to living in the kingdom, nobody can escape the suffering that is to come. The cup will come to all those who are part of the kingdom. And it may well be a cup of blessing, but it may also be a cup of disaster. It will certainly be a cup of salvation if we trust in him. So we may well have to suffer in this kingdom. But the the knowledge that we gain here about Jesus is that the Son of Man did not come to be served But he came to serve and he came to give his life for others. And that's what marks out the kingdom of heaven. So let's read together uh, from Matthew chapter 20. And we're reading today from verse 17 uh, through to the end of the chapter at verse 34. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the twelve aside and said to them, We're going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and, kneeling down, asked a favour of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. 
The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately they received their sight and followed him. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that in your kingdom all are equal. And so, Lord, we confess before you those times whenever we have tried to be more important than others. We have thought of ourselves better than others and we have demanded a better position than others. Forgive us, we pray, And humble us, Lord, when our pride has become too much. Help us, Lord, to live preferring others rather than ourselves, looking out for the needs of others rather than ourselves. And Lord, help us as we live for your kingdom to accept the cup that you have given us, but also, Lord, to reach out to others and bring them into the kingdom rather than excluding them. We thank you that you are the one who has come to serve rather than to be served. And you're the one who has given yourself so that we might have eternal life. Lord God, we thank you this day. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.